So uh, thank you very much uh, to Janet for setting this webinar up. Um, it, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to talk to all of your New South Wales NMA members about Global Green and Healthy Hospitals, um, what it is and, and how it can support you in your efforts to reduce environmental sustainability in your workplace. Um, thank you too for, for coming along at, to this presentation at the end of uh, what might be, have been for you quite a long day. I, I do appreciate it. Um, and, and thank you also for everything you do for environmental sustainability in your workplace. Um, nurses and midwives are so incredibly important for um, both for raising awareness of environmental sustainability issues in healthcare and um, getting projects up and running and then continuing their ongoing success um, into the future. So um, thank you for, for doing all this amazing work on top of um, all your day-to-day -day responsibilities, caring for patients and everything else you do. Um, my, my hat goes off to you, thanks a lot. Um, so <clears throat> I hope that yeah, today's webinar will give you a good understanding of, of what GGHH is um, and how it can support you to um, continue flying the banner for environmental sustainability at your workplace. My job as the Climate and Health Allowance's Sustainable Healthcare Project Officer is to coordinate the Global Green and Healthy Hospitals Network in the Pacific region. So at the moment, that's Australia and New Zealand. Uh, in this role, I encourage health institutions to become GGHH members. I also support members to make use of all the tools and resources that are available to them through the GGHH network and um, encourage collaboration and networking between members and um, point members in the direction of resources and people that could be helpful to them um, in their for a specific environmental project, um, as well as uh, a part of my role is promoting what uh, our members are doing to get the word out there that environmental sustainability in healthcare is important um, and that it is happening. Uh, so a, a little bit about me, my background um, originally was in speech pathology, uh, I then moved on to studying and then working in environmental management. And uh, I've since worked in the green infrastructure sector, so for a company that installed green roofs and green walls on buildings, as well as in an energy efficiency study for low-income households that looked into uh, household energy saving retrofits and a behaviour change program uh, for people receiving home and community care services. Um, so if you ever have any questions about GGHH or um, anything to do with sustainable healthcare, or if you have if you'd like to share some information about anything that you're working on, please don't hesitate to reach out and get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I might not necessarily be able to answer your question myself, but I can take it to the, the broader GGHH network and um, get back to you with um, hopefully some information that will, will help you out with your project. Um, so today, in today's session, um, this is just a, a brief overview of what I'll go through. We'll start off by looking a little bit at um, why why the health sector uh, should be involved in environmental issues. Uh, we'll then I'll then talk about what GGHH is and go through the tools and resources that are available to you as New South Wales NMA members, um, and then go through how how you can become a part of the network and and access these resources. 
So why, why should the health sector be involved in environmental work? Um, a, a healthy natural environment is the foundation for a healthy society. We, we rely on the environment for um, nutritious food, clean air, fresh drinking water, medicines, shelter. Um, yet air and water pollution, toxic chemicals, unsustainable resource use and climate change are harming our environment and exacerbating ill health all around the world. Um, for example, just at the beginning of this year in January in, in Sydney, um, a, a combination of hot still air uh, and, and air pollution, um, mostly from car exhaust and air, condition, air conditioners, um, resulted in excess levels of ozone, which led New South Wales Health to deliver a, a health warning for people with respiratory issues. The climate, oops, sorry, I realised I forgot to move on. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, the, the Lancet Medical Journal, Journal has said that climate change is the biggest health threat of the 21st century. Climate change is happening now. The World Health Organization estimates that 150,000 deaths per year are already caused by climate change. Climate change is increasing the frequency, intensity and duration of extreme weather events such as heat waves and fires, uh, floods and droughts and severe storms. Uh, and these extreme weather events directly affect the health through injuries and mortality. So for example, during the, uh, a heat wave in Victoria in 2009, um, January and February 2009, when there was three consecutive days above 43 degrees Celsius, uh, the number of emergency call-outs jumped by 46%. Cases involving heat-related illnesses jumped 34-fold. Cardiac arrests almost tripled. In, and in total, 374 excess deaths were recorded, which is a 62% increase on the same period from the previous year. Health can also be indirectly affected through things like increased air pollution following bushfires, and the spread of disease vectors like mosquitoes as um, their, their range changes with, with temperature changes, um, through um, food shortages due to drought or flood, uh, mental ill health from loss of livelihood or financial stress that comes from um, these extreme weather events. And then looking at the health sector, it's health sector itself, um, it, it has a significant environmental footprint and is contributing to these um, environmental effects itself. The, um, if you look at if we look at the UK's National Health Service in 20, in 2010, they found that 25% of the public sector carbon emissions came from the National Health Service. And in 2007, in the US, they found that 8% of their total greenhouse gas emissions came from healthcare activities. No doubt, you've you've seen for yourself how much waste the health sector generates. Uh, in fin the financial year 2010 to 2011, the Department of Health and Human Services here in Victoria estimated that Victorian public health care services alone, just the, just the public health service, uh, generated 42,000 tonnes of solid waste. Um, <clears throat> and the list goes on. The chemicals used in health hospitals can create issues for people in the building, both staff and patients. Um, there's been reports to show that health sector workers have the highest 
rate of adult asthma among all major occupational groups. Um, and all, all of these impacts are at odds with healthcare's imperative, moral imperative to, to first do no harm. Um, and it, it's important to um, also consider, consider the fact that the environmental crisis is a global crisis. And, and what we do here in Australia um, affects people from all around the world. And often it's the, the people that are most affected are the people that contributed the least to these environmental issues. Um, so the good news is that the health sector can play a leading role in solving these problems. Um, and there are many people um, like yourselves who are uh, from all around the world who are working to reduce the environmental impacts of their health institutions. Uh, what GDHH aims to do is to bring all of the all of these different people, yourself and others that are, are driven to address environmental sustainability in healthcare, bring them together so that um, you can learn from each other and support each other and um, share resources and and, and, and collaborate. <clears throat> so Global Green and Healthy Hospitals, um, as it says on the screen, is a, a worldwide community of hospitals, health systems, and health organisations like New South Wales NMA, who are dedicated to reducing their ecological footprint um, while promoting environmental <clears throat> and public health in their communities. Um, GGHH serves as an umbrella that brings ongoing healthcare sustainability efforts from all different parts of the world together with a common vision and under a common framework. Um, GGHH highlights best practice and inspires replication and adoption and offers tools and resources to facilitate the implementation of sustainability practices. Um, membership in the network is free and it's focused on establishing a forum for hospitals and health systems to communicate and peers in this work. The GDHH objectives are to, we want to unite people that are, that are working in this space and, and, and serve as a, a a vibrant virtual community from people from all parts of the world to come together and share what they're doing. Um, often it can be one or just a handful of people from a health institution that are, are leading the environmental agenda. Therefore, it's really important to connect these people um, and support them and help them learn from others' experiences. Um, some, some of our GGHH members are, are leaders in the field and have been working towards reducing their environmental footprint for, for quite some time. Um, others are, are just getting started. Um, we want to support people at all these different levels. We, we also want to chart our progress and document best practices for healthcare sustainability to encourage adoption of these practices in health settings all around the world. We also want to mobilise the health sector to work collaboratively to improve environmental health. Um, people, people look to the health sector as a trusted voice. So health can have be really influential when it comes to advocating for the environment. Uh, also, as a, a, a giant sector, the health sector um, can use its economic clout to help to transition to more sustainable practices. Uh, this is a map of all our um, members all around the world to give you an idea of um, the, the scale of the network. Uh, there's currently 700 members worldwide representing over 20,800 hospitals and health centres um, from 40 different countries. And here in Australia and New Zealand, um, we have 34 members representing um, just under 600 hospitals and health centres.
and our members range from uh, individual hospitals such as Adelaide Women's and Children's Hospital to um, health services like Southwest Sydney Local Health District to aged care providers such as Southern Cross Care, um, New South Wales and ACT, and to health organisations like you guys, like New South Wales NMA. Uh, GGHH is structured around a framework of 10 interconnected, interconnected goals. Um, so leadership, prioritising environmental health through, health through leadership, uh, energy, implementing energy efficient technology and clean renewable energy generation, waste, reducing treating and safely disposing of healthcare waste, water, reducing hospital water consumption, buildings, supporting green and healthy hospital design and construction, chemicals, substituting harmful chemicals with safer alternatives, food, purchasing and serving sustainably grown healthy food, transportation, improving transportation strategies for patients and staff, pharmaceuticals, safely managing and disposing of pharmaceuticals, and purchasing, buying safer and more sustainable products and materials. So each of these goal areas um, have significant environmental impacts, but also uh, many opportunities for reducing those impacts. Um, I'll just take a moment to step back and explain some of the organisations behind the, green and, the Global Green and Healthy Hospitals Network. Uh, GGHH is an initiative of Healthcare Without Harm, which is an international coalition that works to transform the health sector worldwide so that it's <clears throat> no longer a source of harm to human or environmental health. The Climate and Health Alliance is Healthcare Without Harm's Australian partner and coordinates the Global Green and Healthy Hospitals Network here in Australia and New Zealand. The Climate and Health Alliance is a coalition of 30 organisations in the health sector who work to advocate for effective policy action on climate change. And um, some of you may be involved in some of Kaha's work in this area, um, in the Kaha's campaign for a national strategy on climate, health and wellbeing. The Climate and Health Alliance also works to highlight the link between climate change and health and to promote sustainable practices within the healthcare sector, which is where my role and um, Global Green and Healthy Hospitals comes in. So GGHH offers a, a range of tools and resources for members. Um, all of these are available through an online social platform called GGHH Connect. Um, GGHH Connect is also the platform that we use to connect members from all around the world to um, be able to talk to each other no matter, no matter where they are. Um, as New South Wales NMA is a GGHH member, any of you who are interested can access all of these tools and resources that um, I'm about to go through. <clears throat> so resources include things like um, discussion forums, guidance documents, educational webinars, case studies, uh, links to research and reports and further resources, um, a, a pool of em environmental sustainability experts, um, and also data management tools. But I think one of the, the greatest resources that Global Green and Healthy Hospitals provides is its connection with other people who are interested in this space and are, are passionate about environmental sustainability in healthcare. Um, people like you who are um, passionate about the environment, who have 
more than likely you've been in similar situations as you've been in, um, who have experienced the, the barriers and challenges that can arise when you're, you're trying to change the, the status quo. Um, and people who have all sorts of different backgrounds and experiences and ideas to bring to the table. Um, the, the GGHH community is for um, people who are just beginning their sustainability journey, journey, as well as those that have been working in the field for, for quite a long time. So uh, one of the ways that you can connect with these people is through the GGHH discussion forums. Um, the GGHH Connect is organised around the 10 different goal areas. So for example, up on your screen at the moment, this is the um, energy goal area. Um, and with, within this um, area, there's a, a discussion forum that you can go to to ask questions, um, share updates on what you're working on, um, ask for input into um, a project you may be halfway through, uh, get ideas from what other people have done. Um, it's a it's a really um, fantastic place to um, get get anything out there that you've been unsure of, and it's particularly useful for for people that may be operating in isolation that um, don't have other people that they can go to to ask for this advice. Um, so examples of uh, questions that people ask: um, somebody in Australia asked not too long ago about comp a composting program. Um, in health settings, and they received some answers from um, people in South Africa and New Zealand, or um, someone from England asked questions about how to engage staff in sustainability initiatives and um, received answers from uh, Australia, Brazil, and the US. Um, and what our members tell us about the, the forums is that they're really great, not just for providing ideas and answers, but uh, also support uh, in engagement in in a field that can at times be challenging um, and um, isolating isolated um, oh yes so here's some more um, slides that de demonstrate um, what can happen in GGHH discussions so somebody from England asking about green building design got um, answers from these different countries um, and somebody asking about uh, effective strategies for energy conservation in hospitals got um, responses from all of these countries. Uh, as well as have the discussion forums, as well as having input from other members from all, all around the world, um, there's also sustainability experts that are available um, who, who jump on to the discussion forums every now and then to, to give their input, uh, give their advice and um, point people into in the direction of, of resources that um, they think could help them. Um, got these experts um, specialise in, in all sorts of various fields. So uh, say, for example, um, behaviour change for environmental sustainability or um, sustainable procurement in the health sector. Uh, and they come from a range of different backgrounds, um, including government, uh, business and academia. Um, and if you, if when you're looking through GGHH Connect, um, if you have a particular question and you'd like to reach out to one of these experts directly, just let me know and I can um, sort that out for you as well. Uh, another one of the resources that GGHH provides are guidance documents. Uh, these guidance documents have been developed for the goal areas of waste 
water, energy and buildings. And uh, at the moment, there's one being drafted for chemicals. Uh, each each document outlines um, each doc. They're all specific to the healthcare sector and outline various opportunities and actions that can be taken to reduce the environmental impacts in these goal areas. Um, they include uh, strategies and action items that you can take, uh, as well as case studies and links to to further information. And they're they're set out in a way that walks you through um, from starting up a starting up an initial, say, waste, looking at waste policy and setting up a waste team and um, conducting a waste audit. They, they walk you through the, the steps that they recommend that you take in these different areas. So really handy if you're just getting started in each goal or um, even if you are already working in these goals and want, want to go back and get some extra ideas, um, they can be really helpful. Um, also helpful for providing examples and references to include um, in business cases you might be developing. Uh, GGHH also runs webinars, educational webinars, uh, and these um, webinars feature presentations from a range of GGHH members as well as um, our GGHH experts. Um, members um, who are interested in, in sharing um, their successful projects um, present a little bit on their strategy, the, what project they've implemented and their strategies for um, going about it. The, the topics of the webinars um, change month to month um, and they can range from focusing on a, a specific whole area um, to focusing on global health issues. So there's a few examples of past webinars up on the screen at the moment. Um, and last February, there was one on um, uh, say, that's saving energy through behavior change. So low cost energy saving, um, low cost solutions for energy saving in hospitals, um, which is quite interesting. Uh, so as well as the 10 goal areas on Connect, there is also a, a data center called Hippocrates. And now this data center features um, data management tools that allow members who are interested to record to record their data, uh, establish baselines, set targets, track track their progress, and visualize their successes um, with graphs and charts like the one that you see up at the screen on the see on the screen at the moment. Um, and these can be really helpful in communicating your progress in environmental projects to um, your executive um, as well as other healthcare staff. Um, so the, these data management tools are available at the moment for waste, energy and climate change. Um, if you're interested in using these tools, um, rather than overwhelming you with more information about how to use that um, part of Connect now, um, I'm more than happy to walk you through it um, at another time uh, or I'll also I'll send through in my follow-up information a link to a webinar that um, talks through Hippocrates a bit more specifically. Um, so case studies highlight uh, successful sustainability projects that uh, members have put in place. Um, they can they're really helpful for seeing the the process that um, other institutions have taken um, as well as gaining in inspiration and fueling ideas for uh, further projects at, at your um, institution. 
if you come across any case studies that you think, hey, that's a great idea, but I want to know a little bit more, we can um, reach out to whoever wrote it and try and get you in contact with them to um, pick their brains a bit further. Um, case studies can also be used to promote sustainable healthcare achievements, both um, within the health service that was carried out and with the wider community and health sector. Um, and this can help, for example, executives take notice of what's happening in their in their hospital or health service, and um, often they're quite interested in this kind of um, positive media, um, uh, yeah, positive positive PR that comes out of their hospital. Um, getting the word out through case studies um, to other health healthcare professionals is also really important, as it helps to put it on um, health professionals radars who might not really have an awareness of environmental sustainability in healthcare or um, an awareness of what's happening or they might think that it's just a little bit too hard to deal with. Um, showing them case studies of um, successful examples that people have actually implemented um, can be really helpful in influencing their, their, their perspectives. Um, it, Case studies, as well as the health sector itself, can also show the wider community that the health sector is concerned about um, its environmental impact and is taking action to reduce its environmental impact. And we're always really eager to help members get news of their achievements out there. Um, myself and the GGHH team often help members put these case studies together as um, everybody I speak to in the environmental sustainability space is um, extremely pressed for time. Uh, so <clears throat> if you have any projects that you'd like to share with the rest of the network, no matter um, how small you think it is, we're, we're still very interested in it and would, would love to hear from you about it. Um, if you, even if you're working on something that you don't quite, there's not quite enough information yet to uh, make up a case study, um, we're, we're still, at, but you'd like to get the word out about it, we um, could look at other ways to, to promote it as well. Like, um, for example, doing an article for our newsletter or um, posting a, a, a section on the GGHH website or the Climate and Health Alliance website. Um, so please do get in contact if you um, have something going on that we'd like to get out there. There's um, what I've found, because um, I have, I, I talk a little bit with uh, ANMF Vic Branch members, um, and they um, every every now and then they'll send me a little email saying we're doing this, this, and this very short dot points because that is literally all they have time for. But it would be fantastic to get some case studies out there, um, written from nurses and midwives perspectives to show the incredible amount of work that you're doing. Oh yes, so here's just a few examples of um, some case studies that are available and have been written by. Uh, our members here in Australia and New Zealand, um, how to start a green team. The um, Middlemore, Middlemore team goes through the importance of uh, getting all people from all different parts of the hospital involved in, in the green team and getting them excited about environmental sustainability and then um, working on environmental projects um, using this green team as a reference point. Um, the, Western Health in Australia have put together a case study on recycling single-use metal instruments. Um, and they, um, the, the reason for this case study, or the reason for this project came about um, as a result of clinicians and nurses saying, we're, we're sick of throwing out these perfectly good scissors, why can't we reuse them? 
um, they found that reusing them was not uh, financially viable, but they could recycle them and um, not make a profit, but not lose any money out of it. Um, the theatre recycling project from Middlemore Hospital again in New Zealand. Um, this is an interesting case study for uh, seeing how the process they went, they used to um, first set up a, a small pilot project, um, and then roll that out uh, through through more of the hospital. Uh, so within each of the 10 GGHH goal areas on GGHH Connect, there's also a section that has uh, links to further tools and resources that um, you might find interesting or, or helpful in your work. Um, so here's just a, a few of them that you might like to have a look at. Um, the, the UK National Health Services Sustainable, Un Sustainable Development Unit have um, heaps and heaps of resources uh, in environmental sustainability and healthcare. One of them is um, they've put together um, a series of documents, Five to Survive, um, for all different um, health professionals. That, uh, and in each document, they go through five things that each group of health professionals can do to um, improve environmental sustainability. Uh, and there's one specific to nurses that you might like to have a look at. Uh, an example of another resources resource that um, is available through CGHH links um, is the Healthcare Without Harm publication that um, is, looks at getting started on choosing safer products and chemicals at your healthcare institution. Um, healthcare Without Harm and World Health Organization a while ago put out a publication uh, called Healthy Hospitals, Healthy People, Healthy Planet, Addressing Climate Change in the Healthcare Setting. Um, and in this document, they go through um, what the elements of a climate-friendly hospital are and then give some case studies of, of hospitals that are um, taking charge and, and implementing these elements. Um, there's also some printable materials um, available through GGHH Connect that um, encourage improved energy efficiency, energy efficiency practices amongst staff. Um, so here, here's an example of a few of them. They're um, things like action checklists and stickers, patient flyers, posters, um, fact sheets, and information cards. Um, and in, I'll send through, uh, along with the, the link where these can be found on GGHH Connect, I'll send through um, a case study um, from Bart's Hospital in um, the UK that um, first implemented a project that um, um, it, that used these kinds of materials to help facilitate um, uh, staff to in, adopt more energy efficient practices um, and in the process had a, a number of other um, positive outcomes. Um, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but they ended up saving quite a lot of money on energy um, and reported um, positive patient outcomes through um, things like having having a time where the lights were dimmed and doors were closed and there were less interruptions. As, so as well as all these tools and resources, um, the Global Green and Healthy Hospitals Network also runs something called the 2020 Healthcare Climate Challenge. And this challenge has been created to address the growing health emergency that we're facing from climate change. Um, it aims to mobilize the health sector to protect public health from climate change. It's based on around three different areas, mitigation, adaptation, and leadership. Um, and 
uh, part of the reason for the, 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 the challenge has come about is because the health sector is uniquely placed to really be leaders in addressing climate change. Um, the health sector is a considerable contributor to greenhouse gas emissions and can set a really powerful example by taking action to reduce these emissions. Um, healthcare is also on the front line of climate change and will need to improve its resilience to be able to be prepared for extreme weather events and, and for the shifting burden of disease. Uh, healthcare can also help drive transformational change by um, making the public aware of how climate change affects health and by leading by example. Uh, and also healthcare can, can influence change by using its moral and political as well as economic influence um, to, to foster a transition from uh, fossil fuels to, to clean a healthy renewable energy. So as part of the challenge each year, we run a Climate Champions Awards program where uh, members go in the running to receive international awards in uh, each either of these categories, mitigation, adaptation, or leadership. Um, and we're really proud um, just recently, three of our GGHH members, uh, Kuriwrap Regional Health Service, Marta Hospital in Brisbane, so Kuriwrap Health Service is in Victoria, um, and Counties Manukau District Health Board in New Zealand, um, all recently won awards. Um, between the three of them, they've, they won five different climate champion awards. Um, if your health institution is working to address uh, any of these areas or you would like to give them a bit of a push to, to do so, um, I, I encourage you to um, take part in the challenge, um, both to show your institution's support for um, protecting health and addressing climate change, um, but also to be in the running to, to get some recognition um, for the for your efforts. And it, um, your efforts here, they, um, they do, it doesn't, well, ideally we would love to have a, a healthcare system that has um, zero carbon footprint that is completely resilient to any um, climate change impacts that might arise and um, is showing leadership in doing so. Um, but we're, we're keen to see what health institutions are doing now, no matter what scale it is, it, um, even if it's um, con conducting some kind of, uh, I guess, education with your staff or with your <clears throat> patients around um, what climate change is and what the uh, health impacts of climate change might be. Um, yeah, no, ma no matter how big or small your efforts are, we'd, um, we'd love to have you taking part in the challenge. Uh, and lastly, um, as well as these um, tools and resources that are available through GGHH Connect, um, the Climate and Health Alliance also puts out uh, every two months a sustainable healthcare newsletter. Um, so in the newsletter, we uh, have uh, updates on relevant recent news, uh, research, uh, resources and um, sustainable healthcare related events that are happening in Australia and New Zealand. Um, this year we're also looking to hold a few member meetings and educational opportunities. Um, however, our dates are still to be confirmed and um, I'll, let you, I'll let you know more about them in the future. We are looking to hold a members meeting in Sydney um, sometime in September. Um, as Scott Slaughterback, uh, the GGHH Policy Director, uh, will be in town. So uh, we're keen for him to meet as many of our GGHH members as possible while he's here. As 
I've said earlier, as New South Wales NMA members, each one of you who are interested um, can access all of these GGHH resources. Um, we, uh, once a health organisation, health system, hospital becomes a member, um, anybody who's interested who works there can have their own account created to access the network. Uh, all, so all you have to do to start your account is to email me saying that you're interested. Um, along with your job title and where you're working. Um, and if you are not currently working anywhere, that's fine. Just your name and email is okay as well. Um, you'll then get an email in the following days from the GGHH team with your login details and instructions on um, how to get started looking around the um, GGHH platform. Um, I'll include this information in the email that I'll send through uh, later tonight. Um, but it's, I guess, important to say that you can use the GGHH network as, as little or as much as you like. There's no requirement to submit data or write case studies or contribute to discussion forums. Um, just know that it's there um, at your fingertips, uh, ready to be used if you want to. Um, it's all completely free. Um, and if you get stuck at any point or are unsure of something, then by all means, um, let me know. Give me, give me a call or an email and I'll, I'll sort out whatever the issue is and help you out. Um, ideally, we, we would really like your hospital or health service or um, health facility to also become GGHH members. Um, as GGHH is a collaborative network, the, the more people we have contribut contributing to it, the more um, robust and helpful it is for everybody. So we'd really like to get other people interested in environmental sustainability at your workplace also on board the platform but to do that your your um, health institution would have to become a member um, the to become a member we ask health institutions um, just to fill out a, a simple letter we have a, a letter template available and in that letter pledge to um, work on at least two of our ggh goal areas uh, and we do ask that this letter is signed by someone um, in your executive um, just to show you that there's uh, support quite high up, that they were, to make them aware that they're a part of this network and, and support for environmental sustainability um, quite, quite high up. But I do understand that not everyone has access to their executives. So um, <clears throat> if you're keen for your hospital or health service to become a member, but are not quite sure about how to go through the proper lines of communication to get your exec, um, let me know and I can help out. Um, uh, often the first step that um, people I talk to take is to um, bring it up with their green committee or a sustainability committee if, if they have one and then um, go from there. Um, so that is, that is everything from me today. I'll, I'll um, wrap up by saying that um, the health sector has enormous potential to be to lead by example and demonstrate that you can work towards environmental sustainability and protect environment <clears throat> sorry and protect human health at the same time um, so and GGHH here is here to, to help you do that and to help you keep on driving environmental sustainability in your workplace thanks a lot <laughs>